we don't think the same as the rest of the world. Is that right? God's kingdom, we think differently about leaders. The world thinks bosses and CEOs when they hear leaders. That's not what we think. When we hear leader, we think shepherd, servant, somebody who watches over our lives, someone who will pray for us, someone who has to give an account for us. We think of people who are concerned about our spiritual welfare, people who will protect us against the dangers that pull us away from Christ. We think of leaders as those who protect the message of the gospel. We think of people who set an example for us to follow. And when we, in the kingdom of God, think about followers, we think differently than the world does. The world thinks consumers and complainers. That's who follows. But we don't think that way. When we hear followers, we think about sheep. That's us. We think about submitting to leadership of shepherds. We think about following their example. We think about respecting and loving our leaders. We think about making their job a joy instead of a burden. We think about asking them to pray for us for healing. We think about believing the best about our leaders. And if you've joined us today and you're visiting, then you've joined us on a really special day for our church family. And we're glad you're here. But we're going to be appointing, as the Bible tells us to, appointing elder, a new elder and his wife. And so that's what the beginning of this ceremony is going to be about. And I'm glad you're here. And I want to just say I'm especially glad that our children are in here. Hey, kids, I want you to imagine yourself standing up here someday as a shepherd of a church. Maybe it'll be a gateway. Maybe you'll move off to Australia and you'll be a shepherd or a shepherd's wife there in Australia, wherever you might live. I want you to imagine your life standing right where these leaders' lives are. They're, they're not, these, these people are just like us. They're just like us. But God has given them great responsibility, and they have decided to accept that responsibility. So I'm going to invite Paul and Twyla Wetzel to come on up here to the stage, and uh, they are not excited about standing on the stage they do not want to do that and so in just a minute we're going to have all the shepherds and their wives join them on stage and that'll help but I just wanted to take a moment just to say or to yeah to say to you guys Paul we are inviting you officially to help lead our church family here at Gateway and we have seen the character of Christ in your life, not perfectly, not better than anybody else, but we've seen the qualities of Christ in your life. And we're asking if you, ha- if you will continue to lead us, and if God has put the desire in your heart to accept this responsibility of being a shepherd at Gateway. He has, and I accept that responsibility. And Twyla, we ask you 
if, you, if God has put the desire in your heart to support Paul as he leads our church family? He has. Okay. I want to invite all the elders and their wives to come on up here on stage. If you guys will move quickly, come on up here. All the elders and their wives, if you'll come up here on the stage as quickly as you can. The Bible doesn't tell us a way to appoint elders. It just says appoint elders. And so today we've chosen to do this in a way that will be memorable and meaningful and, again, that will hopefully inspire some of our young people to look at their lives in the same possibility in the future. So I'm going to turn this over to our elders. They're going to pass this mic around from person to person, and uh, they, they are going to participate in this ceremony. So we'll just start with Joe. Uh, let's make sure yeah, it's on. There's many joys in the life of a father, but there's no joy any greater than having a family member, a son-in-law, have lived his life and developed characteristics that are Christ-like and to be asked to serve. Well, it don't get any better. Paul, we have watched you grow through the years to become a person who is leading others in their relationship with Christ. And it is obvious to us that your life is centered on the kingdom of God. We see the godly characteristics that the word points to when describing shepherds of God's people. Today you are entering into a covenant, an agreement with this church family. While we do not expect you to be a perfect person, we do expect you to accept the responsibilities that the Bible states are squarely placed on your shoulders by God. This is the tough part now. <laughs> no, uh, we're gonna we're doing the part that I guess we'd call a vow, or saying, "Will you do this?" And you get to respond to that. So. Uh, I guess I guess I'm saying listen carefully <laughs> to what we're asking of you uh, is an important vow. Uh, first Paul, I'm going to say, will you allow the Holy Spirit to live in you and work in your life? And with the help of the Holy Spirit and God's word, will you strive to remain close to Christ every day? Will you serve the flock by protecting the purity of the gospel? Will you set a godly example for us to follow? Uh, will you stand against those who would hurt this church family? Will you watch over our lives and pray for our families, anoint the sick with oil? Will you show us the path of grace when we have wandered from the flock. Above all, Paul and Twyla, will you both strive to love us as Christ loves us? I will. I will.
This is your part. Um, Gateway family, you are entering into a covenant and agreement with Paul. And after hearing the questions, can you express your intention by saying, we will. With the help of the Holy Spirit and God's word, will you place your lives under the leadership of Paul as one of your shepherds? Will you listen to him, respect him, and love him? Will you follow his example as he follows Christ? And will you offer him grace when he makes mistakes? Will you pray for him and Twyla as they lead our church family? We will. God bless you. <laughs> uh, Paul and Twyla, I have, uh, I have a book to present you. And I got one of these books uh, quite a few years back. And I, I read it and I put it back. And uh, when I heard that we were getting this book for you, uh, I went back through and read a part of this again, and uh, and as I look back on my as I look back on my life, uh, this book didn't mean that much when I first got it. But as I read as I read some of these prayers uh, now, in the place I am now, it, it was a, it's a whole lot different, and I, and so I think that you'll find that. In your life, this is a book. This is a book of a very humble man and prayers that he's written down uh, for all different types of situations. And uh, as I encourage you and Twyla both to go through and read this, and then and then he'll have some reflections after each prayer. And I want to read uh, just to give everybody here a little hint of what this is. I want to read just just a, a little part of one of these prayers. He says, if I were brilliant, if I had the knowledge and strength that I admire in so many other people, if I were a spiritual giant, I would simply ask you to help me do my best. But my best is not good enough. I do not know enough. I cannot see clearly enough. I am your child. And I want to learn. But unless your spirit teaches me, I have little to offer. I need your wisdom. And that's, that's just a little bit of, of what this book is, is filled with. And I, I encourage you to, uh, to keep this and hold on to it and, and uh, read these prayers. Because uh, I think they'll be good for your life. Let's all pray together. Holy Father, we're so blessed to have Paul and Twyla be a part of the leadership of this family for their attitude, their humility, their leadership. What a blessing they are to us and will be in the future. We pray your grace and your blessings will be upon them and upon all of us as we just work together to praise and glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me ask you guys to just stay where you're at for a moment. We don't do something like this very often, and I think it's a great opportunity for us as a church family to, re, to re-covenant with our shepherds.
So I'm joining you as a sheep here, and I'm going to read the same question back to all of our shepherds and their wives, and I'm going to let them respond, and then I'm going to ask us to respond to all of our shepherds and their wives. I get my glasses out. I turned 50, and I had to get glasses. It's crazy. Gateway shepherds, with the help of the Holy Spirit and God's word, will you strive to remain close to Christ every day? Will you serve this flock by protecting the purity of the gospel? Will you set a godly example for us to follow? Will you stand against those who would hurt this church family? Will you watch over our lives and pray for our families and anoint the sick with oil? Will you show us the path of grace when we have wandered from the flock? And above all, will you do your best as shepherds and as wives to love us as Christ has loved us? And Gateway family, with the help of the Holy Spirit and God's word, will you place your lives under the leadership of these shepherds? Will you listen to them? Will you respect them? Will you love them? Will you follow their example as they follow Christ? Will you offer them grace when they make mistakes? Will you pray for them and their wives as they lead our church family? We will. All right. I don't know what to do right here. Clap, maybe? It's awesome. Yay, God. I don't know about you guys, but all I can feel is amen. Um, the children in this church are extremely well-loved, and that doesn't matter if today's their first day here as a visitor or if they've been going here their entire lives. And a couple months ago, as we were thinking about what direction the children's ministry was going to go, an important part of children in a church is that they know their leaders and they know their elders. And so for the last couple of months, I've been talking with the kids about our elders, and we have been praying for you, and we have been talking about um, what does it mean to be an elder? What does an elder do? Um, And so we have a message to our elders and their wives from our kids. Church really good to 
help people. It's to take care of the church and lead them and make the right decisions. taking care of our church and thank you for um, taking get to more of other people. Thank you. Yes, thank you. For making our church better. Yes. Thank you for thank you. doing all that hard work for us and we so much enjoyed it. I can have all the kids who want to help, okay? Go to the back. Mr. J is there in the back, and he'll help you guys get the gifts that we have for the elders and their wives. Um, <clears throat> as we've been talking about elders and learning, um, one quote that jumped out at me was in the video, and it, it is true. Kids meet the enemy everywhere, and we want them to hear tales of brave knights and great courage and I want to thank the elders for leading us so bravely, so courageously. And Paul, you've been in the thick of it too. Thank you for that. And so our kids um, have made you all something to remind you from the littlest of the flock that you are appreciated, you're doing an awesome job, and we love you. Um, they're still handing them out. So if you guys will just kind of stand up. You don't have to get back on the stage, but if you'll just, <laughs> just stand up here with me, please. Just right up here, yeah. If you want, I can make you get back on the stage. Or <laughs> so for all of the wives who support your husbands as they lead this congregation, thank you. We have a bouquet of flowers. Y'all can bring them up. And what you guys can see up on the wall is... Um, what it says in each of the frames that we're giving our elders. And these kids used their thumbprints to make the sheep in the picture for your flock. All right, so from the children of this flock, thank you.
The worship team has prepared a special song today that we want to sing as a blessing over these wonderful people, if I can make it through it. It is a great, great passage. This is directly out of Scripture from Zephaniah, and it is a passage of Scripture that, that just shows us in, in a word picture how much God loves each one of us, but how much that he delights over you who have agreed to lead his flock. He loves you. He delights in you. He sings over you. And then after we sing this, I want us to all sing together one that we sing when we have a new birth in the family, and that's bind us together. But the singing group will sing this song of blessing over the elders and their wives. The Lord our God is with you. He is mighty to save. The Lord will take great delight in you. He will quiet you. If you could only hear his 
you would hear the Lord rejoice, rejoicing over you with singing. He will rejoice over you. He will rejoice over you. If you could only hear his voice, you would hear the Lord rejoice, rejoicing over you with singing. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with chains that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. There is only one Lord, there is only one King, there is only one body, and that is why we can sing. Oh, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with chains that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. Thank you.